This is the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best tips and strategies in the world to help you become a smarter, more effective tennis player. You'll hear interviews with pro tour doubles players and coaches, including easy-to-use lessons to improve your game and win more matches. My name is Will Bocek, founder of the Tennis Tribe, doubles strategy coach, and host of the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today I'm going to cover three doubles lessons that I have learned recently, uh, both playing tennis and watching a lot of pro doubles and analyzing some matches uh, for some clients. Uh, And I'm recording this on a new computer, so hopefully the audio quality is just as good or better. But anyways, uh, what I'm going to cover is um, the first lesson is going to be about uh, serve location and formations. The second lesson is going to be about volleying. And the third lesson is going to be a little more strategic about um, how to play if you are the stronger player. It's actually an example of a recent match that I have uh, played in. Um, This is going to be a pretty short episode, though. Um, I've been traveling a ton, so I think this is the first strategy episode, um, non-interview episode I've done in a while. So um, hopefully you uh, get a lot out of this and um, we'll have some more of these uh, in the future. So let's dive into the first lesson. Uh, So the first lesson one here is formation can determine location and vice versa. So Uh, What I mean by that is if you're trying to develop a serve strategy and you're saying, okay, serve to the backhand or serve to the forehand, it can depend on the formation that you're in. So for most of you out there, you're probably playing mostly regular formation, which uh, is fine in a lot of cases. Um, I would encourage you to experiment a little more with I and Australian, and I'll um, uh, link to some resources on how to use those in the show notes Um, for anyone who isn't familiar with them. But uh, I was going through a scouting report recently for uh, Bruno Suarez, who was on the podcast actually uh, several months back, and he he recently recently retired. So uh, I feel like I can go ahead and share um, share this information because nobody's going to be able to use it at this point. Um, But Bruno, uh, on the podcast episode, he said one of his strengths is um, really having no weaknesses, and and he's a really good returner as well. And when I looked at the data for his um, returns against first serve, uh, he was pretty even on both sides as far as location. So you could serve wide to his backhand. He plays in the ad court. He's right-handed. So you can serve wide to his backhand. Uh, if you do that, um, he wins about... of the points against first serve. If you serve down the tee, he wins around 26%. So not a huge difference. Um, Slightly better when uh, you serve wide to his backhand. Uh, And then into the body's a little bit higher, which is normal for everyone, uh, at least at the pro level. Um, So we look at this and we're like, okay, we'll just use a lot of variety, right? But then if I kind of cross-reference this data with formation, it changes a lot. So against regular formation, if you serve out wide to Bruno, he wins 22%. If you serve down the T, he wins 41%. So he's almost twice as efficient 
um, in this data set, which is uh, five um, matches from the last uh, year or so. Um, he's almost twice as efficient against regular formation if you serve down the tee to his forehand. So that tells me he likes his inside-out forehand. Uh, and if you serve wide to his backhand, he doesn't like that backhand cross-court as much. So if we flip it and go eye formation against eye, he's probably going to be targeting the down-the-line return a little more often. And sure enough, if you serve down the tee, he wins 20%. If you serve wide, he wins nearly 30%. So he's better on that backhand wing against eye formation, but against regular formation, he's better off the forehand wing. So in both cases, he likes to hit the ball um, kind of inside out uh, rather than across his body. So when you're out there, you can keep this in mind as you're serving to particular opponents, and you can study this during the point as well. Um, I know I've said in the past, ground strokes are different than returns, and that's definitely true. Uh, but in general, um, people will like to hit either across their body or inside out. So um, a couple of good examples are Jack Sock on the Pro Tour. He plays in the ad court, returns from the ad court, and you, uh, if he's able to set up with his forehand standing in or outside of the doubles alley, he, you're completely toast. He can go uh, inside out with a sharp angle um, to the ad court. He can go through the middle. He can go inside in down the line. Uh, he doesn't like to hit the forehand across his body as much. Um, Inna Shibahara is the exact same way. You do not want to give her a forehand when she's standing in the doubles alley because she can go all three directions with it, um, and you're kind of at her mercy at that point. Um, so what you want to do in those cases is play the ball more towards the middle of the court, give them fewer angles to work with. Uh, and also in that case, you can play eye formation and serve down the tee to their forehand, uh, similar to um, the data that shows uh, shows up for Bruno Suarez um, in this case. So think about that next time you're out there. Don't just think serve at the backhand, serve at the forehand. Think about do they like to hit it across their body or um, kind of inside out, which one are they more comfortable with? And then you can use your formation to kind of dictate what you want to give them uh, and hopefully force more errors and get more uh, volleys for your net player. So the next lesson is about volleys, uh, and it's pretty simple. Um, you need to be practicing your volleys on a ball machine or with a basket. Now, this is easiest if you take private lessons or have a basket of balls and you can go out with a friend and feed. Um, a ball machine works as well. Uh, but why am I saying this? Why is it so important to have um, you know, 50, 100 balls when you're practicing your volleys? Uh, the reason's simple. It's because if you are going out and just hitting with a partner with only three or six balls and you practice your volleys, you have to practice your volleys hitting back to uh, your partner, the person on the other side of the net. And then when you go out and play in your match, every time you poach, what you're going to do is you're going to end up, end up hitting that volley right back to the returner or the person at the baseline. So you've got to practice volleys, uh, angling them off the court. And I've started doing this recently. Um, last week I went out and hit with a friend who's a coach. Uh, we got a basket of balls and um, we stood down the line from each other. So you can imagine uh, I'm at the net 
acting like the server's partner. Um, my my buddy was uh, across from me down the line. Um, so let's say I'm uh, my partner serving in the ad court. So I'm standing uh, in the service box at the deuce court. We're in regular formation. And then uh, my, my friend who had the basket of balls is down the line, kind of in the returner's position. I'm standing around that uh, singles line area. And he's just feeding returns over and over again at me. Uh, and we had targets. We set up some cones. Um, you can also use some lines. Uh, I've seen people do that with this uh, or use lines for this. Um, and you want to target uh, all of the volleys across your body and just hit sharp angles. Um, you want to be standing pretty close to the net with this drill. Uh, and we were able to feed maybe 50 balls in about three to five minutes or so. Um, so you're you're constantly just moving your feet really fast, kind of going back and forward um, within maybe a two or three foot um, uh, radius there, um, and then moving a little bit left to right, and they're feeding you forehand volleys, backhand volleys, higher balls, lower balls, and you're just reacting and finishing the point. Um, So you're angling them off. Uh, Forehand volleys, if you're right-handed, are going to go to your left. Backhand volleys, if you're right-handed, are going to go to your right. Um, and again, just angling them off the court uh, to finish the point off. So definitely if you have a, a coach that you do private lessons with or if you can get a friend out there um, to do that, this will improve your volleys so, so much. Um, I did it last week, uh, actually for the first time um, in a long time, and uh, it helped me over this past weekend um, when I was playing in my mixed doubles sectionals. There was uh, probably a couple of points each match um, where I was able to angle the volley off uh, in a way that I normally would probably miss. And that was after only one session of doing this. So we're going to be trying to do this on a regular basis once a week for the next uh, few months. And I think it's going to help us out a lot. So again, the point here is you need to be practicing your put away volleys, not just practicing your volleys uh, hitting back to the opponent. Um, If you have any questions about this topic, definitely reach out to me. Um, I know practicing volleys is a really important kind of complex topic and a lot of people aren't sure the best way to approach it. So definitely reach out uh, if you do have any questions on this one. Um, And next, let's dive into the third lesson. So the next lesson is uh, a lesson from, I I just mentioned that I played mixed doubles uh, sectionals this weekend. Um, Our 9-0 team made it. We got second in our pool and didn't didn't make the finals, so we didn't didn't go through to nationals, um, unfortunately. But uh, it was a fun weekend nonetheless, and um, there was a match that I'm playing with a a 4-0 partner now since I got bumped up last year. And there was a particular match where we were playing against uh, um, a, a good 5-0 girl and then a, a really good 4-0 guy as well, who I'm, I'm sure will get pumped up soon. Um, so in this case, uh, my partner was um, the weakest player on the court, and uh, I was the strongest player on the court. So I had to kind of figure out how to navigate this. And... Um, one of the things that that I learned, and typically what I like to do in this situation is get to the net, have my partner stay at the baseline, and 
just kind of caused some some chaos at the net. And that's worked in the past some, especially uh, when I was a 4-5 playing Ada with a 3-5 partner um, against two 4-0s. But in this case, uh, both players were able to avoid me at the net really well. Um, and as soon as I would try to approach and come in or serve in volley, they would immediately redirect the ball to my partner at the net. Um, and we'd ultimately uh, win, win a few of those points, but but the odds were not in our favor. We'd win maybe uh, 20, 30% of those points. So um, I figured out that I had to stay back to kind of dictate the point. And um, for, for whatever reason, they weren't able to or just chose not to redirect at my partner as often when I stayed back at the baseline and they rallied with me a little bit more. Um, we ultimately ultimately uh, lost the match four and four, but it was um, it was a good fight, a good a good close match. Um, I felt like we did probably the best we could have against that team. Um, they were um, they were really really a strong team, and uh, yeah, I, I found that um, my goal from the back was essentially to force an error and to not allow them to redirect down the line at my partner or make that at least as difficult as possible. And uh, the way I was able to do that was um, really try to hit with a lot of depth and a lot of spin um, and kind of work the ball around to to force an error or at least get um, an easy short ball that I could try to hit uh, at the opposing net player um, or down the line for a winner. So um Keep that in mind when when you're the stronger player. Um, it may not be that you need to get to the net to dictate. In fact, that may that might not be a good uh, situation for you. Um, in some cases, it, it will be, but in some cases, it won't be. So figure out kind of which area of the court you and your partner um, are going to have the best odds to win uh, and figure out where they need to be um, to be more comfortable as well. Uh, in, in this case, I was able to put my partner up at the net pretty close. So if they hit a weak ball to her, she could put it away. Um, but if I left the ball short at all on my ground strokes, they were able to redirect down the line at her with good pace. Um, and it was a little bit more difficult to handle. So um, yeah, you really want to think about that. Um, if you are the strongest player on the court, how can you put yourself and your partner in the best position on the court um, and prevent them from redirecting at uh, at your partner at all costs. So, um, again, like I said, this was going to be a short episode, um, but uh, hopefully you got something out of this. Uh, we're going to have more interviews coming up. I'm going to start doing more videos again now that the travel has slowed down. Um, I know we put a lot of content out there during uh, the Canadian Open, uh, the U.S. Open, um, and then uh, I'm working with a couple of new pro players as well that are looking to um, hopefully uh, finish the year off strong. Um, so I've been very, very busy with that. Um, but uh, I will be at the WTA finals, which is in Fort Worth, Texas. So if you're attending that, definitely reach out um, and let me know. We can meet up and watch some doubles. I'll have a lot of t-shirts there as well to give out. Um, so uh, thanks everyone for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode. If you're a doubles player, you'll love our weekly strategy newsletter. 
Every Thursday, I send you my best doubles tips, tactics, and strategies that you can use in your very next match. And when you sign up, I'll also send you a free 20-page ebook that has my favorite doubles tactics for forcing errors and getting more easy volleys at the net. Go to thetennistribe.com newsletter to sign up now.